You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. If it's Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parshas Bamidbar, right before Shavuos, this must be Rizchod Aisa. I guess, you know, when we talk about Rizchod Aisa, I guess Shavuos is probably the time to really stoke your Rizchod Aisa. Because if Taira really means something to you, and it permeates your life, it should really envelop you. And hopefully everybody in Shavuos should come out with a, a true... Speaking of which, my shares this Shavuos night will be about the topic of my uh, COVID-19 uh, article in the Journal of Contemporary Society, which we've discussed in this program. I had recently a visit of a person who collects money, who comes to my house like every couple of years, and he lives in B'nai Brak, in the, in, the, um, in the neighborhood of Rabbi Moshe Shol Klein, the rabbi who said that Shomer Pesoyim Hashem should be the basis of conduct during COVID. And he said that he had COVID very bad and he now refute, will not go to Ramosh Shmuel Shol Klein for any psak on anything, even though he's the rabbi Shkuna, because he couldn't believe the obtuse nature of his psak on COVID. I just want to share that with our listeners. I'm not sure what that had to do with anything, I'm sure. I mean, um, my Shmuel is going to be on that. Okay, so you you think all our listeners are going to decide to come to Muncie for Shavuos? They should. Maybe they should, maybe they should just try to maybe buy the article. Elizabeth, what are you going to cheer on? Okay, one second. First of all, why don't you just make your? I guess you you're contractually not allowed to make your article available for free as long as no, it is available. On our, no, it's just available. One second. You know, I made the shidduch. By the way, I want everybody to know that I am very close friends with the editor. Oh, speaking of which, there's a new vibe coming out, which I'm not in, for, I think in June, 180 pages. So the, Yes, and I I was one of the people that helped the editor find people. I am one of his close friends. I also helped... Why don't you, you say his name? I will. I've said his name before. Benny Sommerfeld, yeah. who is uh, J.D. Bleich's son-in-law, one of, the, uh, one of my most dearest friends. Benny, if you listen to this, I'm happy if you are. But the uh, the uh, RJJ Journal has definitely, I think, gone through an upgrade, has wonderful articles from a new generation. And uh, I consult with Benny frequently and using all of my little tricks to find people, to connect people. And this coming journal, I connected him with my old friend, my Chavrusa, in a certain sense, my my Rebbe, but also in many ways, just my Chavrusa, very close friend, Rabbi David Katz, Rabbi David Katz, one of the premier halakhic slash historian uh, figures in the United States and uh, author of the uh, a brilliant doctorate on the Night of Yehuda. He has an article about denying your Judaism, which I had the pleasure to have some editorial input in. So um, yes, it's a great thing. And, you know, look, you know, I, I guess, you know, we could talk about these articles. Um, maybe, you know, I know a lot of these alonim come with little uh, Surgeon General warnings. Don't read this during Korea Satire. You know what I'm saying? Don't read this during that. I think a lot, I think that journal is probably handled very, very frequently during many minyanim where Balabatim, Yeshivish Balabatim, take it and basically check it out. Uh, ben, more than just Ben Gavra Lagavra, right? I think I'm making the, uh, an article out for them out of the, uh, the, the discussion we had a few weeks ago about Rodef. Okay, well, get ready to uh, defend a lot of your big errors there. And I know, I know that Benny himself does not agree with you in many ways, but you'll you'll pick that up with him. Um, 
And uh, I'm I'm happy that you're going to give Rav Harlap, you know, Rav Yaakov Moshe Harlap, a little bit of, of public uh, pub that he really needs. I that we can agree. Yeah. He's one of the Beisvul is one of the forgotten svarim uh, of Unzer Ador, and I think probably uh, <laughs> should be re <laughs> needs new reconsideration. Yeah. Whether your maskonas are right, I don't know, but I will tell you that um, you know we talk about Shavuos night learning and getting involved and Shavuos. Let, let's table that just for a minute and talk about, um, over, you know, you, you came out very strong last week uh, <clears throat> on an article uh, that uh, Nathan Swifkin, I call him Nelson, I think he's going to come after me. I think he's going to, I think he'll, he'll get wind of it. But Dr. Rabbi Dr. Nathan Swifkin wrote, uh, blaming uh, the yeshiva attitude the, the, uh, on, on, on Rav Dessler's very articulate description of it, and that has uh, uh, found its way into the mentality of Haredi Judaism, not looking for scientific uh, proofs and not looking for causes and therefore sticking their head in the sand and not doing anything to change a Jewish life. And of course, you, uh, you, you spoke about that last week about Swifkin's errors in terms of what he was presenting. Um, I don't know if we talked about the totality of his argument, but there were definitely enough factual errors there to get your blood boiling. Um, he came out this week with another uh, uh, article, and uh, this was supplied to him by someone who I respect very much as a scholar, uh, Mark Shapiro. And um, Mark Shapiro sent him something from uh, one of uh, uh, Yitzhak Zilberstein's um, Likutim on interesting questions. And this was a question that had to do, and I think I sent you a copy of it, of should, it was in 2014, should a, a parent who was living in an area like Stayrot or something where there was uh, sirens going off frequently. And the problem was, was that waking up the children was leading to a, uh, a complete bohola in the household when they would have to uh, uh, go and follow the, uh, the ministry of Bitachon's uh, Asharos about leaving and and going into a, a special place that was more protected, by the time the kids would go back, they had no sleep and they were completely cranky. And the whole next day he was seeing after effects of them at school. And therefore he turned to Rav Zilberstein to see if somehow he could uh, ignore the advice of the uh, officials in order that his kids should actually learn Torah much stronger the next day, that they would be uh, well-adjusted in school, and did he have a right to do this? And Rav Zilberstein, in a very brief answer, talked about the idea of ishtadlis, the idea of what are efforts that we have to do, and that even the efforts of trying to escape a bomb attack, of going into some safe area, is really the efforts of, that humanity has to do, but really, of course, God will control who will live and who will die, and that what he said was, that adults who unfortunately are saddled with negative baggage, they perhaps need to be involved or should be involved and do exactly what he's told. However, the children don't have that chobos ishtadlus, um, especially as he says that many of them are tinokos, tinokos, uh, and their learning Torah is so essential. And therefore, basically, Rav Zilberstein ended up saying that don't wake the kids up. In other words, let them sleep, put on a white noise machine, 
let them sleep during this, uh, this air raid siren. And uh, Swiftkin uh, was, was livid with the fact that a Poisek who's respected and Kuala Yisrael turns to and his baby sits on the Moyetzis and it's Rabbi Yitzhak Zilberstein should say this. And he felt that really you know, concludes his case on this and shows you how, what the Haredim are doing. And of course, the implication being that they're killing their own children. And the reason why he published this, of course, had to do with the fact that we are now living in a period where clearly for the next couple of weeks, there is going to be this Gaza type, the Gaza bombing, um, the rockets will be uh, being launched and there will be these type of attacks. So I think I, you know, it took me a long time here, but that is basically what Slifkin's point is. I have some things I want to say about uh, Zilberstein, uh, what's your first reaction to this uh, salvo from Rabbi Swifkin? Uh, my first reaction is that, uh, again, uh, gratuitously schlepping in Rabbi Dessler as if he's public enemy number one and he's the, uh, the fount, fount of all Haredi thought. Is uh, I don't know, it's like a Meshuggah of Dover Echad. I don't know what Rabbi Dessler has to do with Rabbi Zilberstein. I doubt Rabbi Zilberstein even actually ever learned Mishtem Leo in his life. Um, so therefore, um, uh, that that correlation is absurd. Um, maybe also, maybe Natan Slifkin has problems with the fact that Ravdesra left England. What? I'm saying Natan Slifkin. I'm just being <laughs> right. Sure. I'm saying I'm saying Slifkin. You know, is an Englisher, and I would say that a lot of his power, although he is a wonderfully gifted writer, but a lot of his power as a speaker comes from the Jonathan Sachs effect. <laughs> We're all suckers for an English accent. If Bechafer could somehow affect uh, an elevated English accent, I think that uh, your Shiram would even get more hits than they were. But I'm saying, you know, and we know that we know that Rav Dessler, of course, wasn't Gateshead, and then of course uh, moved on to Eretz Yisrael. So it could be, um, you know, and, and I think Rav Slifkin himself spent some time in Gateshead, isn't that so? Wasn't he in Gateshead for a while? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So it could be there's a little bit of residual, you know, sort of you know, animosity towards what Rav Dessler perhaps should have done and maybe what he could have done better. I don't know. I'm just, believe me, this is all just to get Slifkin to write me a letter and say, what the heck are you talking about? But go ahead. Yes, go ahead. So uh, uh, the fact is that, as we mentioned in this program last week, Rav Dessler would certainly agree that for a person who's not a very high madrega, who lives their entire life based on Gamzu, like Gamzu, of course, they should go into a shelter and not be stupid. As though, uh, <coughs> excuse me, Whatever Rabbi Zilberstein's uh, logic is, which escapes me, I mean, I should say I understand what you explained it eloquently, but it escapes me in terms of the uh, actual Teres uh, Emes in it, um, that uh, is, should not be playing on Rabbi Dessler, and to do it is, again, as I said, absurd. That's what I have to say. Okay. I know you have more to say about the... Yes, I do, and I guess, I look, this is going to upset a lot of people, what I'm going to say. Um, look, I have benefited greatly from Rabbi Yitzhak Zilberstein. The man is one of the most gifted writers today. He's not, he's no Reb Zevin, believe me. He's not, a, he's not a poetic, brilliant person who could turn a phrase. But in terms of his ability to distill and create an avira of, of Gishmak and Teira, he is probably one of the, the stellar uh, personalities. If you take a look at the alone that um, that comes out weekly from Rav Silberstein, I think it's called Chashukei Chemed, 
they all talk about the Mesikos HaTeira that Rav Zilberstein has. Now, I think we need to say that Mesikos, Gishmak, even the Sefer of Aharivna, and all the others for him that he has, and the English knockoffs. And you can see the fact, nobody's translated Derech Abuda. You know, no one's translating, no one's translating Shekel HaKodesh from Rav Chaim Ganyevsky. But from Zilberstein's farm, who lend themselves to, uh, you know, facile or easy translations, because they really are meant to just be uh, a horror, to make you get a gishmak out of it. Um, you know, it used to be you, you, you weren't chelkas yoyev. You know, in a, a previous door, you would wear chelkas yoyev. Ah, gishmak, gishmak, right? But our door, our door, it's it's a good sush though. Our door, yeah, chelkas yoyev. We we don't, we can't even open a chelkas yoyev for a day awesome. Yeah. Right. So what this is, yeah, it's gishmak. Okay, let's read it at the table. I know that my balabatim, when I used to have balabatim at the yeshiva of Newark, they would all say, oh, I do Rav Zilberstein every week. I do Rav Zilberstein at the table. Uh, rabbis call me all the time, and I tell them, there's a good word from Rav Zilberstein. They tell me, I can't use Zilberstein. All my balabatim, all my balabatim are looking at him. I need something that Zilberstein doesn't talk about. So basically, Slifkin, and I, he's a smart guy. He knows that Rav Zilberstein is not the Pisic for Klal Yisrael. And to think that people are, 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 are using these books that are popular as a way to, in, to, to actually affect Pesach Halacha is ridiculous. Now, wait, I need to tell you one thing. Is that Paskin from Shev Shmeitzer? What? That Paskin from Shev Shmeitzer. It's worse than that. The Shev Shmeitzer at least represents extremely well-reasoned thought going through. Rav Zilberstein is going into a cul-de-sac often, and it's basically, it's not even consistent from necessarily one book to the other. Now, he did publish an incredible safer in terms of its topic choices which is his safer for doctors. I think it's a five or six volume, which are shiurim and hadrachos for from doctors. And he divided it into various topics. And it's a wonderful book to look into, along with, of course, the Mishmas Avram and many of the other books that came out. And that is a wonderful book. Now, but we all know that had Reb Zilberstein not married Rebel Yoshev's daughter and not been given the access to Rebel Yoshev, and the fact that he can knock on his other, his brother, Rav Chaim Kanievsky, a 100-watt smile, maybe an 800-watt smile, right? <laughs> but the other 800-watt smile in the, in the block is Rav Shlomo Zalman. <laughs> he ain't, no, as, to, to quote Benston to uh, Quayle, I, I knew Rav Shlomo Zalman, Rav Yitzchok is that this kind of Shlomo Zalman. You know what I'm saying? He might have a Shlomo Zalman's chain, so to speak. He might have his smile, his gishmak. But come on, look, it's it's, it's nobody is going to use this as adne apsak, and 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 Slifkin knows that. So you're right. It's taka and narish. This is a psak that's narish. What he quotes from Rebel Yoshev is, is sometimes fascinating and interesting, and maybe also yesh lefakfek if it's all true. I can't say. I, I would assume yes, but whatever, because it might have been Rebel Yoshev in a certain mood. Uh, it's not Rebel Yoshev writing a, a tshuva in the Bezdin, but it's still a tremendous Isofa. But I think, you know, the, the Zilberstein phenomena is something that uh, he's right. The fact that people are buying this and not spitting it out and saying, you crazy? I'm not going to wake my kids up. I'm going to let them sleep. Uh, right? Swiftkin is correct. But no one is really... the. Sh- Look, the Shoyo might be doing it. I think they've even asked him, are all these Shilas true? 
They've asked him this. People have gone to him and said, did you really get this as a Shiloh? Because some of his chashukei chemed and some of his questions are so obvious, a, a, a shoe, in, you know, a shoe in, a, in, in a slipper, a hand in a glove, that you can tell that the facts have been fudged in order to, to promote more fun, right? Come on. You know what I'm saying? I, you have, you're, chuvas are not your bread and butter, Rabbi Yosef, I know. Finishing shas a hundred times is what you do. But Kivalevich, Amen. What? Amen. Amen. But, okay, thank you. But Kivalevich is shakua in, a shtickle in the world of chuvas because it, it, it definitely feeds a buzz in me. These, you know, again, these, many times you can see that the questions have been um, altered and, and shaved down in order to promote this Gishmaka answer and this Gishmaka, which makes kids think about it. And you're right, in a way, it is like Shmaita. But no, nobody gets it. You know, I want to take Slipkin to task for something else that he wrote there. You, you took him to task for Rav Dessler, but I want to take him to task for something else. Yeah, so again, I, you know, I'm giving him a lot of pub, which, you know what, I'll, I'll tell you the truth. It's a very well-written blog. I guess we could both learn uh, something about PR from, from a doctor, uh, Dr. Nathan. Um, here's what he says here. Um, he is widely respected for, okay, one of the most prominent Paiskim in the Haredi Litvisha community? No, not true. Shani, what is it? Shani? So again, one of the most prominent Paiskim in the Haredi Litvisha community? Not true. Um, he is widely respected, but not as a local authority. <laughs> yes, the American Haredi world loves him, but not as Oh, this is only a Shiloh of Zilberstein can pass him in. Nobody ever says that, okay? No one. Now, and unlike with Rechayim, this is the part that kills me. Now, I know that you have, you're closer to Slifkin, although you won't admit it, on this next statement. But this bothers me a lot. And maybe this is my, my mystical, uh, to me, mystic uh, part of me. But I hate this next sentence. And, and, and I'm making a machov. Unlike with Rav Chaim Kanievsky, nobody would claim that he is utterly disconnected from the world, manipulated by others, or of declining mental faculties. Okay, now let's, let's say this. You, Rav Bechofer, have said that you think he is utterly disconnected from the world. You've said that. Yes. I, I have also mentioned that people push him into places he doesn't want to go. And, and we have talked about the manipulation that occurred even from his incredible shver, Rebel Yoshev. And, and, and Slifkin might have been the victim of such manipulation. But to write that he's of declining uh, mental faculties is mamish a, a, a terrible thing to write. Um, it, 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 it's ugly, unnecessary. Well, you can't, you see, the problem is he wrote in a very smart way, so you can't beat on him. He's saying, uh, you know, nobody would claim. Other people claim, uh, not me. I understand he guards himself against it. Yeah. But even writing this for a public, that that again, the, the can will Slifkin in his toenail ever be able to write two pages of the Derech Hamuna, right? Will he be able it, 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 with all his 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 vaunted uh, British intellectual empirical research? Would he ever have been able to 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 write 
anything on 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 Masechtas Kusim? Would he have been able to write a biurim and b'raisim melechas hamishkan? Take one of the bare halachas in the Derech Hamuna, one of the expansive bare halachas. What about even a beer maspik? Listen, both me and you are your shalminiks now, right? We both learn your shalmi. I can't say I agree with Rav Chaim on every uh, beer on the Yerushalmi, but wow, he's he's shoylet on he's shoylet on Alice. So so look, is he the same as he was when he did that? Uh, people get old, but don't put that in a don't put that in a public blog. And 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 I will tell you something else. He also made fun of him, uh, um, in terms of a letter that uh, that that his grandson published. Okay, so this was after the Miron tragedy. I'm going to read from the letter the way it was uh, appears in the Jewish press in the Jew in Jerusalem Post. Um, they're all asking me. Uh, they're all asking, well, actually, it's Rav Chaim's son, Rav Yitzhak Shol. They're all asking me to ask you, So there's definitely Midas Adid. Everyone knows that. Okay. Bechafer and Kivalevich were not happy with that. We feel there should be more than just saying we don't know. There should be uh, there should be a person from Chaim perhaps should have articulated that, and maybe he did know. I don't know. No, I don't think he should. No, he should have. That's that's, that's something more more specific to be masaki. Right. So then v'shaalti b'malasaki v'heishiv lishazik b'teira v'asmodas hatayv. Okay, which is a, a typical answer, but when Rav Chaim Kanievsky says that, it has power to me. Okay, and then he adds the part that Slifkin makes fun of. And then Slifkin says that if anything, it's the, yes, it has to do with Snius, but the opposite. Because in that area where the, the trampling occurred, it's because of the Toldus Arins Kpeda of making a Sniastika uh, option for the the nebuch for, for the people to come, and that was done in an unsafe way. That sense of what sneus means is what led to their deaths. Who, who, where are you getting this from? This is what. Who says this? In this terrible sense. In which ways was Mar- this is Slifkin? In which ways was Marona disaster waiting to happen? Because it was a site that was suited to a few thousand people at most, certainly not a hundred thousand. The most dangerous part, the narrow, slippery access ramp where the tragedy happened, was built illegally in order to create a quote mahadran unquote route without women, leading some to observe, again hiding here, that Rafhaim Kanyevsky was indeed correct that the tragedy was linked to modesty just in the exact opposite way to how he understood it. Now, so therefore, he again is quoting Rav Chaim with a hyperlink to Rav Chaim's letter, that Rav Chaim is in this fantasy belt talking about Sneas when it's actually, it's an overreaction to Sneas that, that helped create this dangerous situation. Now, I want to, I want to, I just want to read Rav Chaim's letter. Dami, it's, so what's that, it's, what's it's not even Chaim's letter. It's, it's what the sons wrote over. Just listen to this, Rabbi Yosef. He says, 
after he mentioned the women being mischazik and smius. Not that, not that it happened. No, 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 no. No, you have to go back. Sorry. Now go back. He said, and immediately answered, Right. Torah is the answer. Right. Right. But, right. right. And but, then he added, but, that, okay. Right. 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 Which is basically the point is he's not going to tell women to go learn Torah. So right, says, exactly. Right. So this is not what Slifkin implies and makes fun of that Rav Chaim said that the reason this happened or we need to be Masak and Smeus, Rav Chaim is telling you that Torah is the, is the primary answer. And we can argue about that for a second. But then he says, his son said after a number of min- minutes, he said, or seconds, he said, that he feels also Now, okay, this is an interesting type of response. That it has to, that we have to be machazik netilas yadayim. I give Rambam the ruach hakodesh, quote unquote, understanding that he dares that there's a chisaron of of, of diktuk netilas yadayim. We find by the litvish Shavelt in general, there's a lot of asharis uh, uh, in that and chumras in that, and and I understand it. And okay, but here's the part that I think is so brilliant, where you talk about a person who's losing his faculties. This is the ultimate lie to that. I believe what he meant was, we have got all around us ways to feel dveikus that don't necessitate going to Maron or going to any of these places. The first one is the fact, learning Torah. Whether you're going to go to Becha for Shir and Muncie to hear, I know, you could just basically nachazer over your, your, your topic from the COVID, right? You're just going to do that? But whatever. I have no idea. I, I never thought all these things in advance. Okay, just like But anyway, whether what you're going to do is find dveikus and rabbinic shalom in learning, right? Women perhaps finding a sense of the, the beauty of what a bas Yisrael could mean. But this is the part which is great. In every bracha that you make kavana is, you can be margish kirvais elikim. Why do you think he said that? He said that because, as we pointed out on this program, you don't necessarily need these extreme eights for Kirvas Alikim. You can get Kirvas Alikim if you just stop for a second and think about what you mean when you say any sort of bracha in the Welt. You know, my brother, my brother, who you know, is, is, his wife took care of your children. Um, my brother mentioned to me that he heard from uh, Biederman, that uh, another personality that, that we can talk about, that uh, Biederman was either, it was some Godel Israel who was sitting, uh, who had just finished sitting Shiva. And after he finished sitting Shiva and people came to him, there was, it was a child or a spouse that died uh, in a terrible type of situation. So he said, bring me bromfen. Bring me bromfen. Bring me liquor. Bring me, bring me some liquor. So they brought him, and it was unusual because this was a godel who generally did not drink. They brought him some liquor and he made a brach on that liquor. And they asked him why. He said, azoi fil apikorsis, azoi fil 
He was sitting Shiva. People were coming and saying the stupidest things to him, things that were being matil sofek in the Rabbi Nishom. He said, I'm going to make that brocha and say, Shakol <laughs> that everything is taka from the Rots and Hashem. He used the brocha of, of, on a, a, a common drink to be able to strengthen his sense of the connection to the Rabbi Nishom. We can do this every single time we make the bracha netiyos yadayim, and Rav Chaim knows that. And isn't that a wonderful response to the vild kite of going to Maron? I don't know. Am I reading too much into it? Uh, a, I don't know if it's the pshat, but it's a beautiful pshat if it is. I, I, I can't tell you. It's an interesting idea. I, I don't know if I would have seen it that way, but it's a, it's, it makes sense. So, so again, so to tell me, you know, to, to write articles where you, you pay the most ugly lip service to to gedolei olam is 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 gefer. Are people going to say bechav and kivilevich also? Do I don't think we ever uh, are snide and ugly and 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 dismissive in this manner. And, and, and yeah, it's, look from Dame kipnish kainachtus. I can tell you that um, in, in any way, shape, or form. All right, that's my rant against uh, this. And I like I said, I I just want to encourage everybody. Uh, to to look more Rav Chaim, less Zilberstein. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, look, Zilberstein is good. I gotta go to sleep. I'm tired. Uh, I don't want to stop and go to sleep. Uh, uh, binge watching a television program. Okay, Elena Lushabeach, Maharivna, Egishmak, or let's say you're, you're let's say you're a ninth grade Rebbe, tenth grade Rebbe, uh, in an MTA maybe. <laughs> Sorry, but let's say or Kushner, wherever it is, Chashuke uh, Chemed should be on your shelf because that the, the guys will love it. The guys will they will tumusach ah azay. But come on, you know as well as I do that uh, <laughs> it. Uh, so again, this is you know he talks about smoke screens. Uh, you know he he blames my friend Eitan for writing about that 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 the investigations can sometimes be a smoke screen. And this is a man that really also, unfortunately, and it's a big loss to Kvali Yisrael, who operates under, under this smokescreen um, when, you know, that really, it shouldn't be done. Rabbi Yosef, I know we have to talk about more, you know, Maron is old news, Nebuch. Uh, we thought, right, the news now is, again, terror, bombing, possible wars, Gefer Lechazachim that are happening. Um, uh, again, the clap, clap, it's incredible. What are some of your um, uh, reactions and how we should be somehow being macabre this uh, tax on quality Israel, tax well, on Jewish people? Uh, first of all, I wanted to say that I think it's decently close that uh, the, uh, so, many, so few Jews have been killed. And, uh, you know, the Iron Dome is a beautiful Ishtablus, but the Obviously, there is a special shmir on Amiso, which I don't think any other nation would have so few casualties. And, uh, you know, people still think that uh, I'm crazy, that I still think that leaving Gaza in 2005 was the right thing. But I think, I, I don't, don't, won't say it's a good thing because obviously very bad things have happened. So I think it's the right thing. And I think in the long run, because we see this tremendous shmira from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, whenever there is a rocket, a rocket attacks from, from Gaza, I think in the long run, more people would have been killed Jews who have been killed had we stayed in Gaza than have been killed 
uh, this way. I'm not saying financially, perhaps the loss is extraordinary, and that is something to take into account. But in terms of the Nakuda, you of, think if they, you I've, think if we would have been in those cities, pogroms and other things would have happened, and Jews would have been killed and mass. Well, the, the, the terrorists attacked the Seder, yeah, yeah, that was what was happening before they left Gush Katif. Even in those beautiful places where they had all those flowers growing and yeah, everything, yeah, in those beautiful places, yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure there's a lot of Hardalniks who would definitely disagree with you. Of course, I'm including. I'm, I'm sure Ravon Shapiro would would. In, in Zion Gan Eden, I'm sure would be very, very upset about what you just said because I know he felt that was the he felt that was the line uh, in terms of uh, where he felt that the Bnei Torah who were who were in the army could actually resist. Yeah, right. So resist, I had, resist yeah, so that's one thing. And another thing is that the Amir Rosh Hashiva, the Rebbe Blazer Yudo Finkel, the son of Nosson Tzvi Finkel, Zatzal, came out and said that Bacham should not go to the place. So it was a very uh, um, terse and uh, short letter. A sort Yaakov, blah, 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 and Yishanko. So I wrote um, uh, that I have four objections. Well, what's the reason why Bokham shouldn't go to the Kaisal now? Bokham Sakana. The Sakana, because it's open and because the Arabs could be throwing rocks and other things there. Yeah. So I wrote uh, four objections. I said, one, I don't find the statement, I said, I don't find the problem, statement problematic on account of racism. I don't see it as anti-Arab. I see it as a lack of solidarity with the rest of Am Yisrael. At the very least, you could have expressed empathy with the rest of Ha'amayoshe Bitzio. Who should have? Reblazer Yudel. Reblazer Yudel should have said... In other words, he shouldn't have just said, don't go to the Kaiso. Considering his position as Rosh Yeshiva of the largest Yeshiva, I think, in the world now, maybe Lakewood is as big. I don't know exactly. So, so he he had a he had a greater responsibility to make a larger comment. Yes. Okay. What else? That that is my first uh, nakuda. The second nakuda was that I'm quoting somebody. His name is Zeb Weisinger. He wrote the way he wrote it was an important thing that should be noted. If he had pulled a Panovich, then it would be a different story. As a stainless to protect Amisrael, but he didn't, and that's a real shame. Pulling a Pontovich would have been, just remind me, what does that mean again? The Pontovich would say, you know, that you have to learn in order to protect Amisro, that the Torah should be Shmira. So he didn't say that either. Okay. And what's there, the third time? There have been more perilous times. I don't recall the mere forbidding buses at the time when suicide bombers were prevalent. Oh, in other words, when the Intifada was really so yeah. devious and and we weren't sure about all their means when going into a pizza shop or going in the street yeah. could mean potential death. We didn't find the Rosh Hashivas saying, don't go out. Uh-huh. And number four, I would have no problem with a warning. This is, this is phrased as an edict. So that is inappropriate. Yeah, I, I'm such a, look, the man only inherited this position because Nebuch, you know, his, his his father, who was a wonderful, wonderful person, uh, a tzaddik, really, and as a and an incredible, exemplary, great, great human being, was Nifter, and they 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 ensconced the son as Rosh Hashiva. Now, maybe the time is on whoever else is over there, you know, Yitzchak uh, Ezrachi, wherever else. I don't know. She should have maybe had some brains about what to say. 
But have you sat with Tara Sammy? I'm sorry, Laser, you'll think now, air haste, showing the enough in the in the Gedele Ab. This is Mamish Kidlevich time to start, you know, bursting some 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 balloons. I don't even think everybody, anyone, does anyone consider him anything except someone who, you know, who happens to be running this big yeshiva and, it, and he has people whispering in his ears, Zain Deya, haste a Deya for, for Klau Yisrael. So Sammy Taka wrote to me, this situation is much different than than five seven two seven nineteen sixty seven when the Panovich wrote, you know, when you the, can't even the, mention these two in the same breath. Come on, it, it appears. How, after, how could you even mention the Panovich who was an incredible visionary, a, a godol in, in in so many ways? Maybe not necessarily the the the, the sheer claim of the Chazonish. How could you mention this young Amanchik who who shows up? Don't you think there's 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 eight hundred fine Talmidic Chachamim? Probably Justin Gaul and Mayor Sharm themselves, they could probably teach Reblazer Yudel how to go through a piece of Gemara and a, and a Shach and Taz properly. And he wrote, the continues, it appears Arabs are, are on an indiscriminate rampage, raising themselves from po- protester to insurgent, acting in concert with enemy forces. This is very serious. Tra- tra- this is very serious. Traveling around anywhere unnecessarily is a sakana. Your concerns, Rabbi, make little sense. And I am appalled you feel authorized to critique Gedolei Yisrael. Yes. Yes. And, and, and something tells me that, although you said nothing to my little rant against Reblazer Yudel, something tells me you, just, you didn't just let that stay. Did you? Well, I'll read you my response. This particular God of Yisrael is younger than me, and I have no evidence that he's more knowledgeable than me as he inherited his position. When you talk about Rebbe Kanievsky, you can pull the God card. Okay. So you agree with me, right? And, 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 and look, I'm very happy. Look, you know, this is, this is something we could do a whole program about, how um, Yerusha uh, in yeshivas became this, like, this incredible Hasidic uh, mahalach that this really not, doesn't jive with, with even the halachas the way they're described, right? And it, it's not like Chazal. The idea that Metaf Ois Club and, um, you know, this young man, he became the Rosh Yeshiva over Rebbe Falsh Mulevitz and over who else was there? Rebbe Shariyeli, um, because that Rebbe was Rosh Yeshiva, Rebbe Nosson, she is Rosh Yeshiva, and then his son is Rosh Yeshiva. Because it, it has to do with Finkels. Yeah. And, and that has to do with the Reblazer Yudel, the Alta Reblazer Yudel. Yeah, even though Nosson was only an agent by Rebbe but I think the last name counts. He was a cousin. Yeah. Um, look, it's 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 notish. Look, there's no question about it. Reb Lazer Yud, Reb was an important person for expanding. Look, I'm going to compare him to Reb Yitzchok Veloshev in a way. Um, but with you know, Reb Chaim said, you know, and people said what that meant was he knew that Reb had Kishroinois, he could have been an incredible businessman. He was very, very sharp and very aware of things, had a tremendous sense of humor, tremendous human personality, uh, maybe even more than Rechayim did. Rechayim was somewhat reserved. He was somewhat a, uh, he was a Nechbel Akeim, some a very, very tremendous honor. And Rabbi the the, the Pekodosh, was not that way. But he knew that if in a yeshiva, running a yeshiva, that would be Rabbi strength. And Enochinami. It was Taka Nisrabas of Solim in the yeshiva. He doubled, maybe even tripled the amount of people coming into Baloja. And in a, in a, a certain way, I don't, Rav Nosson Svi and what he stood for, especially the way he was Soivo, his Yusurin, 
and, 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 and Nebuch lived through them. And the fact that he was an American boy coming from Chicago, the fact, I mean, I knew him as Nady. When I came to Yeshiva, he was very, very warm and friendly to all the American kids. We didn't all wear white shirts. We didn't all have the exact Yeshiva uniform that we needed. And he was an address of someone that we could talk to, someone who could guide us, someone who could give us aids. And clearly it was, he helped promote the idea that this yeshiva could be a place all American clever can have a place. And not only that, but the American guys could have a shtickle maimin and become shtickle magide shir in their own right. But he was not the god of Lador either. And again, he was not the, the, the paisik and he knew it. And, and you knew that he knew it because that's the way he acted with you. He acted with you. You learned with him. How did, when you learned with him, how did you, how did he, how was he misnayed with you? A tremendous honor as an equal. Right. What do you think? Was Trachtir, right? And, and maybe this with a Geschmack. I mean, I knew him before Nebuch, the disease got hold of him. And he was a little Abedic mansion. He would talk and learning. That is not, you know. So again, there's a reason why he became Rosh Hashiva. But he didn't become Rosh Hashiva by dint of being like Rosh Hashiva I mentioned him before. Okay, Kol Torah, who else are you going to get? Who are you going to get? Rosh Hashiva right? Rosh Hashiva when he retired to, uh, uh, let's bring him in as official Rosh Hashiva as well. Nobody would have thought, oh, if Rav Nosson Tzvi would somehow have retired to Netanya, they would have knocked on his door and said, no, maybe you'll come in and be our Rosh Hashiva. Nobody would have thought that in a million years, right? So Rav Nosson Tzvi, his son, Look, they have tremendous chusim in Shemayim, uh, and, and as does Rabitzel Veloshina. But Rabitzel Vataka didn't, even though the Pet Kodesh is a very prescient book, is anybody going to say that Rabitzel hates the Paisik Ador? Is anyone going to say that Rabitzel ever became? Yeah, the truth was it, it served his Kaychus well, and he did an incredible job picking out Adams. You got to admit, <laughs> right? Eret his, 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 right? his kids, whether it's a Blazer Yitzchak Fried or from Naftali Tzviyu to Berlin, right? He hit a home run over there with the Nitziv as an Aiden. So, you know, that is an incredible role, but that doesn't make, that is like the Bilbal Ador, that, that, that um, Rav Zilberstein hates the Pesach, Rav Nosson Svi and his son are the Gedolim and the Bali, right? We, we need to be honest about the greatness of what people are. This, this sort of, and if not, we play into the hands of the cynics like Slifkin and others, right? I would say so. Good point. Yes. Yeah. And again, would anybody question Rosh Hashanah? Whatever you want to say about Chacham and his ill-considered statements sometimes, could anybody, could, could you think it, all you got to open up is, is, is one chuvin, and you realize who you're in the presence of, right? So again, this is—it's really never uh, this 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 uh, this campaign is built mamish on shkorim, you know. It's mamish built on shkorim. Yeah. Okay. So yes, Rabbi Yosef, you were saying on this happy note. Go ahead. Happy note. First of all, we should hear about the simchas that we can get from Abelus and Hyman, and we should talk of the chazik and there's some kabbalos that turn shulos and the kabbal of emesatayra. I'm so happy that you did the commercial. However, you really have to say our tagline because Abel's, they just got themselves a brand new incredible oven that I have to put tape around until we're going to be getting all our locks and everything in, in, in order. But everything there is 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 mamish. We've, uh, and I have to tell you, I get a chance sometimes 
when I see the stuff coming out of the oven and I can smell mamish del reach, it's mamish betachlis atam. <laughs> we should be zoicha perhaps the taka be regal soon and with the real take care everybody have a great yontif we shall see you hopefully next week be well thanks for joining us for another episode from the yeshiva of newark at idt podcast be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode 